welcome back to the Young, Dumb, and Married podcast. I'm Chelsea. And I'm Doug. And did you guys miss us? I think they did. I mean, I would hope so. At least my mom texted me and was like, hey, where's the episode? I get no messages about them. I think she has like auto refresh on when it comes to Monday morning. She's like, uh, she might have died. Actually, that's very possible. It's true. But if she would have thought you died, I would have gotten a text saying, is Chelsea okay? May- yeah, definitely you would have. But we were just kind of tired and life overwhelmed so we took last week off mental health week sometimes you have to you know we had just come back from our vacation and we had to get our lives back together and get back on track and sunday came and we we were not moving from the couch no like i think multiple hours throughout the day we're like okay in a couple hours in a couple hours in a couple hours we'll do it let's finish this episode and then we'll go do it yeah we have made it through blue bloods we were completely caught up saw the wedding well The start of the wedding. Very sad about that. There might be something included in the first episode, which I think starts next week. Does it? Okay, so maybe it'll play like live. Maybe it'll live upload on Hulu for us. If not, we have the fire stick. I don't know about you, but the best news is that Lizzie McGuire is coming back. I love Lizzie McGuire. I need a soundboard so I can play cricket sound. You say things like that. (laughs) Okay. You just play like weird tumbleweeds blowing in the background. Yeah, that or when we need like an audience applauding or cheering, we just push the button. Yeah. Yeah, that would be entertaining. But this is episode 11 and we're going to tell you how to get pregnant. I mean, I guess we don't know how to get pregnant, so maybe we're not the best at this. But we can go over... Up until now. Yeah, we'll go over the trials and tribulations of people that you can't just wink at them and get them pregnant. Yeah. So as you've known, if you've listened to any other podcast, or if this is your first one listening to of ours, we have been married for seven and a half years-ish, right? Yeah, it'll be eight years next May. Yeah, so about seven and a half years. And for the first beginning of our marriage, we did not want to have kids. We... I wasn't interested in having kids and also we kind of just wanted to spend time together. Both of our parents had us young and we kind of wanted our alone time to be in the beginning and not a little bit later down the road. Yeah, we thought it was, especially with my job, it was necessary for us to be able to grow together as husband and wife before we thought about having kids and little did we know how hard it was going to be. Yeah, so in the beginning, so for the first four years actually for the first four years I was on birth control honestly it was more it started out more or less for the fact that I had irregular periods to begin with so I needed something to control it and that was a form of birth control yep I had it was an implant in my arm so is it wasn't like obviously because we never got pregnant and it's good for three years wasn't it so yeah yeah it was like a three-year period and you had two of them so really, for the six years of our relationship, I did not have really to worry about you getting pregnant because, well, you weren't even having periods. Yeah, so we did that. Um, when we found out we were going to move to Okinawa, we decided that we were ready. I got my birth control taken out, and we thought that we would just, you know, play the guessing game, I guess. is what I don't know, like, just wing it. Unless you know that you're having issues, it's kind of just like, let's do it. Well, and I had friends that had had the same birth control and they literally got pregnant like right after they got it taken out. And a majority of my family gets pregnant really easily. The wind blows. They literally, I think you wink at them wrong and they're pregnant. It's not that we found out that that wasn't the case for me. So the first two years we were here, we kind of, I mean, we tried and we focused on certain things that they tell you to focus 
tests that we needed to get done. And but it didn't help that your periods were still super irregular. They were. That time. Yeah, they were. And so we can't, but once again, we were still kind of just winging it. Yeah. And then this past year, I would say year, it's like nine months, six months, I nine months. I think it's been a little over a year. I think I'd say it's been since we started doing the testing, I got my test done. It's yeah. been about a year and a half probably. So you got your testing done. I got a bunch of testing done that I had to get done. And then my doctor didn't really want to do anything further. He said I could go out in town and I could have things done like that. Like I said, we live in Okinawa. And so I wasn't really comfortable with that because I had heard a lot of mixed stories. I heard lots of successes, but also lots of dangerous situations that at 27, I wasn't prepared to put myself into. Right. So our next step, he said, was then that was it. Like he really didn't give us any other hope to change anything then my current doctor left and i got a new doctor and yeah. sorry your well, your last doctor was willing to do a lot more he was willing to no 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 i had a doctor before that i had an original doctor right i had the doctor that prescribed my medicine right and then i have the newest doctor that's right. not the one i'm talking about I'm okay. talking about the middle doctor talk about the middle doctor yes <laughs> oh, now we're on the same page so my second doctor he actually was willing to do a lot more. So he was willing to help sort of regulate my periods. And then he was also willing to start a low dose fertility medicine called Clomid. And so we have done that for three months without successes. And lo and behold, my doctor also deployed. So now I have a new doctor, which is presenting its own challenges. Yeah, because when you're with Navy Medicine, you constantly just get passed around and they don't really always do their due diligence to see what you've already done, what you've been through, what the plan was from your previous doctor, because they all have their own ideas on how to treat. Yeah, so currently every month I have to take a medicine to start my period and then I have to take a medicine to hopefully make me ovulate, which it has not yet done. And then I have to get blood drawn every single month. Oh, I hate getting my blood drawn. My veins are very small. It doesn't work out well. It's not a good situation. I don't know. Lately, you've had better luck with it by pounding a Gatorade the night before. That's true. But yeah, so that presents all kinds of challenges because I'm throwing tons of hormones in my body that make my moods and everything go all over the place. So that creates challenges between us. Yeah, that those mood swings are awesome. Yeah, and then we're put on a super strict schedule of be done at certain times and certain days which makes it not fun no it becomes a chore it's like doing the laundry or dishes you just you know it has to be done but you don't really want to thanks thanks a lot (laughs) (laughs) so that's where we're at currently so we've been quote-unquote trying for three years now yep and without success and we kind of i kind of thought of something that we could do i was watching mckenna fry on youtube and she made a video of things not to say to people that you know are struggling getting pregnant yeah which do you want to start us off with one have fun trying yeah it's not so fun when it's every month at certain times at certain days for a certain amount of days that doesn't make it fun when you're on a schedule yeah every other day for a week and then it has to be five days in a row and then every other day for a couple of weeks on the refrigerator every day you see it you look at it there's little x's and sometimes you're just tired and you see an x on that day and you're like ah all right let's go i think another one that i hear a lot is oh i understand no you don't yeah so fun fact or not so fun fact infertility actually doesn't happen until 
for a year. Anything up to a year is considered normal to try. So if you've only been trying for six months, guess what? You don't understand what it's like to see negatives for three years. Or yeah. however, I mean, some people are even longer. So no, and we don't know how much longer it would be for us. Yeah, it could be. We could have a miracle and you get pregnant this month or next month. We could keep trying for another two, three, four years before we either have to just admit that conceiving for us isn't going to happen and go a different route. Yeah, so you you don't understand. And you don't have to say you understand. You don't have to say anything. You can just say, that sucks. That's fine. I would rather hear that sucks than I understand. Yeah, I'm sorry. I have no idea what you're going yeah, through. that's perfect. You don't, it doesn't always have to be like a comforting remark. You don't have to say anything. You don't have to try and comfort them by saying like, I understand your pain, unless you actually do understand the pain. Then that's fine. Another one would be, when are you going to get pregnant? When are you going to have a baby? Are you having a baby this month? True, but I think those ones a lot of times come from people that don't realize that you've been struggling. Because people that know you've been struggling may be less likely to be like, oh, so when are you guys going to get pregnant? I don't know. I still feel like it happens a lot. Whether people know or not, it's none of their business. Also true. It's, same, I think it's a reflex, especially when you're our age. But it's the same thing as asking people when are they going to get engaged and when are they going to get married. It's none of your business. Whenever they feel like it. If ever. They don't have to do whatever, anything. But people are still going to ask. Well, it's never going to end. Ask how the weather is. How's the weather? When are you guys going to get married? Yeah. It's, no. It's skip. still going to. It's going to be included in there. No. Just skip that part. It's going to be in the Christmas card. Merry Christmas. You guys look adorable. When's the wedding? Right. When are you getting pregnant? When am I getting grandbabies? Oh my God. Trying to think of some other ones. There's tons of questions that people ask and it's just sometimes I simply answer with, I just don't want to talk about it because we talk about it enough that I don't want to continuously talk about the same things over and over again. That is true. Now, if it's somebody else that's struggling with fertility, like then that's, fine, that's yeah. different. If you want to ask questions like, what have you guys done so far? What have you gone through? You're kind of like comparing notes via like compared to what your doctor said versus what our doctor has said, different um, regiments, yeah. I guess. I don't like because you said like comparing notes and stuff. Something that I don't like is when someone says, oh, well, my friend did this one thing. And so maybe it would help you. It's like, if you don't think I've already Googled it, you're crazy. Yeah. Didn't you like bathe in egg yolks for a month at some point? Oh my gosh. No. <laughs> Shut up. Don't tell people lies. No, but we've, you tried acupuncture. I did try acupuncture because that does work for some people. Tried a lot of things. So guess what? I probably have already tried it. And just because it worked for your friend or your cousin or your second cousin twice removed three times, whatever, doesn't mean it's going to work forever. Yeah. I think that's interesting is that it's actually like one in eight people struggle with infertility. So it's way more common than people actually know. But so many people don't talk about the struggle to get pregnant. They just talk about getting pregnant. Yeah, and I think like you need to bring to light the is the struggles that you do have with with getting pregnant. It's an emotional, emotionally draining time. Very emotionally draining. If you don't think it's emotionally draining, think of like going into. I always equate everything to sports because it's easy for Doug to like relate to. It so is. imagine going into like a football game and always hoping that you're gonna win, but losing every single time. Because, like, there's not a single month that I don't hope or think I might be pregnant, but... It's like Michigan playing Ohio State. They really hope and think they're going to win, but they just keep 
losing. But it's every month and it's so expensive. That's another thing is there are expenses. Luckily, there are a lot of expenses we don't currently have to pay, but there are a lot of expenses we do pay and that we could have to pay in the future. Yeah. Like most insurances don't cover fertility. Yeah. And you don't think about how little expenses can add up constantly having to buy pregnancy tests. Yes. Constantly buying pregnancy tests, constantly buying prenatal vitamins, like because you're supposed to take prenatal vitamins before you get pregnant. Well, guess what? When you're trying to get pregnant for three years, that's a lot of prenatal vitamins. It's a lot of prenatal. Yeah. And it's like, well, you can't stop because what happens if it happens? Not like it's whatever. Anyways, still, it's expensive. And that doesn't even get into currently we haven't had to pay for anything medical wise, but the next steps after if this medicine doesn't work is that we're going to have to pay. And those are thousands of dollars. Yeah, we've literally reached the end of what our insurance will cover. And I think you have a few months left of the Clomid at various doses. And then like, we're done. We have to go out in town. We have to pay out of pocket for everything thereafter. Anybody that knows, like when you start talking about in vitro or any kind of other fertilization um, avenues, like it gets very expensive very quickly. And still no guarantee that you will get pregnant. Yeah, you're spending thousands of dollars to hope that you'll get pregnant. Yeah. And so I think something that we've discussed is when it comes to that point of our process is that unfortunately, we're going to have to have a cutoff point of is it financially responsible for us to keep putting money into something that's not happening when we could put money into saving someone else and adding someone else to our family in a different way? Right. And I think I think we have already like came to the conclusion of what our cutoff will be. Like, Because we this is something that we talk about a lot. Well, like, that's another thing. It's always topic of conversation. It never goes away. Yeah, like we go to dinner and are you going to have a drink? Well, I might be pregnant, so I, I don't think I should drink today. Well, okay. It makes sense. So which always brings us back to the topic. And I think we've set what our limit will be and at what point we will decide this is no longer an option for us. Let's adopt. And that's not anything that you need to be like, it's not a bad thing to adopt. No, and it's never not been like in our cards and we've never been like against it. I don't think you ever think growing up like, oh, it'll be hard for me to get pregnant or it'll be hard for me to have a baby or start a family. Yeah. I don't think you you ever think that or you're ever prepared for the heartbreak that goes along with it. Yeah, and guys, it's very hard mentally to see the love of your life break month after month after month when she takes a pregnancy test and she comes in with tears in her eyes because it's negative again. And she knows it's going to be negative, but she takes it and it still crushes her every time. And as men, we want to fix things. And this is something that we cannot fix. And it's, it is very hard. So if you are trying right now, if you're going through the thought process, like be prepared to feel utterly useless because you can't do anything to help. Yeah, and honestly, there's nothing that either of you can do besides what you're told to do by the doctor. And that's it. I mean, yeah, it's not something that you can physically see or physically be like, okay, you two need to meet up in there. Like, do your job. Yeah, you can do everything right, everything on schedule. But like for us, our biggest issue has been ovulation. Um, I think it was, was it still in Lejeune when they said like, everything's good, you're just not ovulating? Or was that no, when we that got here? No, that was here. here. 
Like, so there, like, we don't have a rhyme or reason as to why she's not ovulating. And the one test we need to get done, they can't do here, which we would have to go out in town and pay. A, it's very difficult to know that the one test you need, you can't have done right here, right now, because of where we are logistically. Yeah, exactly. And I will say that, like, there are, are really low times throughout it. Like, there are times that you feel helpless and that you want to just throw in the towel. Yeah, it's, this has been the biggest struggle for me in our marriage like there are hard times and every married couple knows that there are hard times but when all you want to do is start your family give your wife what she wants and you can't it's it is mentally physically emotionally the most draining thing that you can do and for some people like us it's been like this for three years and you don't really see it like you guys don't see the conversations the heartbreak that happens inside of our home because we it's not something that we go out and usually talk about but we decided that this was a subject we needed to get out there for other people who may be struggling with the same stuff yeah that you're not alone and that it's okay it's gonna be okay no matter what happens it's gonna be okay it's gonna there are definitely gonna be super hard points and there are gonna be points that you like i said you want to give up and it's really hard because on the island we live, most people leave this island with two babies. Like most people have two kids in the time that they're on yeah, island. It's a two baby tour. You yeah. get pregnant as soon as you get here and usually you get pregnant again that last year before you leave. I can't walk to my car from our house without seeing someone that's pregnant or someone that has a baby. Literally, because we are surrounded by babies, all of our neighbors. Yeah, so the couple that lives below us has twins. The couple that lives next door got pregnant is like right before they got here and then found out that they were pregnant once they were here um diagonally down, diagonally have, a down have a baby through our wall to the other side yeah have babies like, like everywhere around us there are kids plus we live like a nine iron away from the school yeah from an elementary school so, so there's more constantly kids. kids and then you see all the babies with the parents when they're walking their kids to school like we are constantly around reminders of what we want but just haven't been able to have so yeah and i think at the beginning of the year slash end of last year was when it was really hard for us and i was having a lot of anxiety attacks because it was constantly weighing on us yeah so i don't know if i can say justice for everyone but if you are struggling getting pregnant Think of getting a pet because I, they are very therapeutic. And the fact that we always joke that I need something to mother and Doug was done being mothered apparently. <laughs> and so we you can be a mean mother. Sometimes. Oh yeah. And so when we got our puppy Ollie, I swear like it helped a lot. It really does. It doesn't, it's never going to take the place of a child, but it helps. Yeah, absolutely. It was night and day when we yeah. got Ollie, um, which is funny because we went to the pet store and we were just looking at, just looking. We're like, she likes to window shop pets. Yeah, we go to pet, we've been to pet stores a ton. Because we like to, we like to play with the puppies. We like to look at the puppies. We like to talk about the puppies. But we never came home with a puppy. Yeah. And she even looked at Ollie before we got him. and was like, oh, that's an ugly dog. Shh, don't tell him that. He's sitting, sitting right there. And then one of the workers took him on what I assume is like an every couple of hour walk. It's like his parade. <laughs> yeah, like they paraded him around the store and he was making little piggy noises. Oh my gosh, yeah. And she picked him up and at that point, I have a picture of it on my phone. I knew, well, taking home a dog today. Yeah, it was pretty much that. Like I do say though, he makes a world difference because he keeps me distracted. Mm -hmm. He is attached to me if I cry, fake or real. 
he has to come kiss me. We've also kept him alive for six months now. Yeah, so, I, mean, I mean, progress. If and when we do have a baby, at least like we've proved we can keep something else alive for or, at least six months. Or we have Ollie to keep them alive. True. So, I mean, backups. <laughs> but I think, yeah, I mean, not like I said, like I said, it might not be for everyone. Maybe get a plant to help you through the hard times. Get something to focus your energy on. So whatever you can distract yourself from, because it is very easy to send your whole life and your whole routine and everything about every single day around getting pregnant. And it will drive you insane. Absolutely. Trying to think of anything else fun, kid related. We have names for babies. So if we could have a baby, we could name them. Yeah. I mean, that would be good. We still can't have a girl, though. Oh, my gosh. If we have a girl, we're in so much trouble. Doug will, like, empty our bank account. Not even my kid, and I still, like, oh, you want this? Okay. Yeah. We go to the softball fields, and it's, like, every little girl that, like, smiles. It's, like, well, there goes, like, $5. I don't know. It's just, like, everything. They're standing in the concessions, and all they want is a candy bar, and I slipped a dollar in and give them the candy (laughs) bar because she's just so adorable. Right. And Asian babies are cute. There's a lot of them out here, (laughs) all right? There's a lot of little Asian girl babies, and they will just steal your heart. Doug, I hate to break this to you, but if I get pregnant, it won't be an Asian baby. Well, at least we have that going for us then. I'm just letting you know. Like, it's just that's just not how our genetics are going to work together. I know, but let's be honest. Helen could get us to do anything. Probably. She's really cute. And really so can Paisley. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know. What else do you have? Do you have anything else? Any other suggestions on how to be the spouse or how to be the other partner? You just have to be super supportive all the time and understand if one of you is like just mentally breaking down at a moment, you can't take anything that they say or do personally because you reach a point where like you just, you just shut down. Yeah. Like you can't think straight. Nothing really matters. And this is on both sides. Like I know that there's nothing that I can do except for my duties every so often when it's on the calendar. <laughs> when you're on the schedule. All I can clock. do is provide my half of the equation. Yeah. And like everything else is up to you. Yeah. But it's still very mentally draining on my side to know like time after time that it's not working. And so you like you do sit there and you understand there's days where I come home and I'm just like between work and that spent. Yeah. And it's the same thing for you. When I see, like, you can see it in each other's eyes when you're just, like, internally breaking. And Mm -hmm. you just have to be there and you have to support them. And if you are taking different medications to try and start your period, to try and get you to ovulate, that plays with your emotion. It puts a lot of different hormones at play. And, like, it makes you very irritable. Yeah. So you have to be understanding that during that two, three weeks that they're on their meds, they're going to be a little bit snippy and you're going to want to smother them with a pillow. <laughs> but but you can't because who's going to take care of the dog? Oh, uh, that's the reason. He's trying to sleep right now. Well, I think there are different times where it's more draining than others. Because if you have ever had to try to get pregnant, you know that a lot of it is a waiting game. And it's not like you can try to get pregnant and then know right away if you got pregnant and then go like right back at it and be like good to go it's yeah. like weeks of waiting and it, then you have to start the whole process oh process over and it's just very long like there's a build up for something that you really already know going in if you if it's going to be a yes or a no for that period you kind of already prepared yourself for it but no amount of preparing really prepares you for seeing the negative month after month yeah exactly i agree 
Ollie does not care. He's unfazed by this. None of this matters to him whatsoever. But he would love a brother or sister. He would. I can go buy him a stuffed animal. A stuff- no, he mm. has so many toys. This would be a big stuffed animal. He has so many toys that we have to alternate his toys so he doesn't get bored with them. Yeah, but he thinks they're new. Every time we give him back one of his old toys, he's like, oh, new toy. He does. It's really funny. So I think that's about all for this week, unless you have anything else. I do not. Feel free to reach out to us. Let us know of your struggles. Go check out McKenna Fry on YouTube. She has lots of information on this process that she went through. Probably better information than I have, honestly. (laughs) Um, Or at least more relatable because she's in the States. But you can message us on Instagram at young period dumb period married. You can message us on Facebook, Young, Dumb, and Married, or you can send us an email, youngdumbmarriedpod, P-O-D, at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, topics, words of advice, whatever. I don't know. Tell us that we suck, something. Yeah. Tell us, get over it, Who? whatever. We, just, <laughs> we want some interaction. Don't forget to rate, comment, subscribe, share it with all your friends because you never know who out there is struggling because a lot of us struggle in silence for a long time. So make sure you share it with your friends. But until next time, I'm Chelsea. And I'm Doug. See ya.